Father, God, just, um, God, we thank you for um, just an opportunity to hear from your word, God, and um, God, just pray that you'd um, use me, God, that you'd speak through me, God. Um, God, that you'd give us ears to hear uh, what your word would say to us, God. God, I just um, want to find rest in you, uh, trusting that your your word is enough and that it, it will speak for itself, God. So, um, God, just pray that you'd bless this teaching, God, and um, God, that you'd... Um, Speak through me, Lord. And just pray this in your name. Amen. All right. So tonight we're going through Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 18. And it reads like this. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying for also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts. With Anismus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, they will make known to you all the things which are happening here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are my, my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you, and that tho- and those who are in Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea, and Nymphus and the church that is in his house. Now when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. This salutation with my own hand, Paul. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Amen. Where to start? Um, so, 
in, in studying this, um, I was trying to like understand, like I have a lot of like just preconceived notions coming to the text and uh, whether it was what I wanted it to say um, uh, um, or um, uh, what maybe what I've been taught uh, of how, how this, what this passage that all of Colossians is talking about. Um, like I couldn't get uh, past that it's, you know, um, uh, like Colossians being, like talking about the preeminence of Christ. And I, 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 I don't know what anybody else would say the theme is, but I, I'm just going to first oversimplify it. Just say that it's, uh, the theme is pointing the Colossians to Christ. Um, and so with that kind of in, in view, um, so we'll get into ver- verse 2. It says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So uh, just looking at some of these words, uh, prayer, vigilant, and thanksgiving. Um, so there, there, actually, first back up. There, there's like three kind of sections it looks like. There's verse uh, 2, which is Paul talking uh, to, the, to the Colossian believers and asking them to uh, continue to pray and give thanks. And then in verses 3 and 4, uh, we see Paul asking the Colossians to pray for him. Uh, that he would have uh, um, opportunity and the the words to to, to speak um, the mystery of Christ, or, or which is to spread the knowledge of Christ. And then uh, verse five and six in that section uh, uh, is this uh, uh, Paul exhorting them uh, in in how they are to uh, interact with people who are outside of Christ. So with that in view, um, uh, prayer prayer is one of those words that I just wanted to highlight. Prayer is just, uh, he, he's pointing the Colossian believers to pray, which is, right, this, obviously, this, it's dependence on God. It's dependence on, on for uh, God to move in their situation. And so he's just pointing them uh, to, to pray to God through this. Um, Paul was in, in prison at this time. He, he couldn't be there with him. And so he had to trust uh, God to, to um, uh, help them with uh, this struggle that they were having in, in their church, which we'll, we'll take a look at in just a sec. Um, that next word being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So being vigilant in prayer with thanksgiving. So vigilant, uh, I didn't really know what it meant, so I had to look it up. And it was being watchful and alert. And so the, the question that I had to ask was, okay, why, why do they need to be vigilant, watchful, alert in their prayers? And so looking back to the beginning of Colossians, so kind of the, the, the background is, is Paul is in Rome. He's writing. Yeah, there we go. He's writing to this church in Colossae. And uh, 
so you hear in this letter uh, also Laodicea, so that's a, a neighboring town. Um, like I think nine miles above that was Hierapolis. So it's it's a they're within, you know, it, it's a community. They're little towns, uh, really close to each other. And so uh, Paul was in prison. He was this was uh, he's old at this point, it, um, and he's writing uh, three letters. He he wrote Ephesus, Colossa, and Philemon. Um, and all were sent with Tychicus and Onesimus, all, all in, in a batch, um, being delivered to those three sites. And so, um, with that as the kind of the, uh, how would I put it, like, like the background, the the backdrop um, that I, I like us to 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 read with um, Colossi- Colossians and them needing to be. Uh, vigilant, watchful, alert uh, was the whole purpose for for Paul writing this letter, and uh, so I I wanted to to not bring my my preconceived notions of of like like who I already have been taught like who is this, but like I I wanted the the word to tell me who this was and what they were doing. I hope this makes sense. Um, so why did Paul write to the Colossians? So he heard of their faith in Christ. So verse uh, uh, 4, he said, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Um, and that is, so um, he's giving thanks to, to God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and because of your love for the saints. So he had heard of this. So so. One of these guys that keeps getting brought up is uh, Epaphras. Epaphras was, uh, if you go back to that map, he was in Ephesus and and heard the the, the uh, preaching of Paul, and was went back to Colossae and shared Christ with the Colossians, and and so started the Colossian church. So, so Paul had never seen the Colossians face to face. He he says that in another verse. Um, uh, and it, um, so so him hearing of their faith in Christ, he's he's uh, he gives thanks to God for it. He, he's excited about it, and so uh, he, he's. Uh, let's see. In verse nine through eleven, it says, "For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it." Do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. So He wanted them to be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, so that, we, so that they would walk, in, walk worthy of the Lord. Um, and... Uh, that they would be increasing in the knowledge of God and that they would be strengthened with all might according to His power for patience and long-suffering with joy. So, he's writing them, basically, he, he, he thanks God for their faith and he's writing to them for their maturity. And so, uh, to, to go on, like, there's other reasons why 
Paul, Paul is writing to them. Epaphras was there and he was telling them about um, all that, uh, I guess, the, the things that were going on in the church. And uh, so Paul is writing back. And so in verse uh, chapter 2, verse 4, uh, 2 verse 4, it says, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So Paul wrote to protect them from the people who might delude them with these plausible arguments. So these arguments that might seem likely to them, that, that might uh, get them off of Christ, that, that their focus would no longer be on Christ, it would be on these, these arguments, they, these, these things that um, uh, their faith would be in, whether it be, and, and he gets into it, I'll, I'll just read through this. Um, uh, in, if you continue on to verse 5, it says, For though I am absent in flesh, sorry, 2 verse 5, For though I am absent in flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in, in Christ. So so that's why he's writing. He, he's writing so that... Uh, to, to, to um, uh, protect them from, from those with the, 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 the deceitful arguments, and he's wanting them to have firm firmness of faith in Christ. So, so the reason like I like wanted the backdrop to be this, it's about Christ and, 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 and the Colossians having their faith in Christ, that this is what I, I, I just see that the text saying. And Paul, in verse uh, two, chapter two, verse eight, Paul warns them not to let themselves be taken captive by worldly philosophy and empty deceit. Uh, he says, according to the tr- tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So these are things that uh, are uh, influences that aren't biblical. And so uh, I just thought. Um, uh, well, but before I get into what, like, I think, like, what, before asking the question, what kind of things do you think uh, apply to us today as far as what, what things should we protect um, our, ourselves in and, and Christians from today? Um, I just wanted the, the, the word to say what, what these things were. Um, and verse 18, he said, let no one... Uh, disqualify you. Uh, well, uh, ESV said, "Let no one disqualify you." But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, letting the word speak for itself. So he, he's encouraging. So verse chapter two, verse nineteen, he says, "Hold fast to the head." So he's he's encouraging the hold fast to Christ. Okay. So so there's all these philosophies, principles. Whatever he's saying, hold fast to Christ. Man, sorry. Verse eighteen is what it, what I was trying to get at. He says that these people who are trying to cheat them of their reward, they're they're taking delight in false humility, worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind. So those are those are some of the things. Uh, 
And then also, where is it that says abstaining from foods? Oh, so let's just keep reading. That, that'll help. So verse 20 says, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. So essentially, he's um, saying that these people who are saying uh, abstain from foods and, 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 and be, uh, uh, have uh, asceticism, or observe these regulations that, that you know that do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, or uh, worship angel. You know the, the, they're, they're saying worshiping angels is, is good, or or, um, uh, or they're bragging ab- about visions, um, or they're they're puffed up with uh, their their knowledge and the, the plausible arguments, and so the, these are people that are infiltrating the church, and they're. They're shifting people's hope from being in Christ to being in these in these things, which is like so. How is abstaining from food uh, pointing somebody away from Christ, right? Uh, and it, I think, what it's getting at is, is that it's they're doing this for righteousness, and so so these people who are abstaining from food for righteousness, people who are observing regulations for righteousness. You know, they do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. People who are, uh, uh, you know, bragging about visions. Uh, so the, there, there's, uh, there's hope being shifted in these things. When, 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 when the, it crept into the church, they're, they're being shifted from, from righteousness in Christ and, and, and my faith in Christ to all of a sudden, now my, my works are, are are, are what does it. And so this is what I need to do. And so this is, this is I, I, need to, I need to afflict my body for righteousness. And, and that, that is what I, I see in this as, as the, the big point that um, Paul is trying to protect the Colossian church from. So Paul is saying he wants the Colossians to mature. And what do they need? They need Christ. So, in, in, in uh, chapter 3, um, so, so if, if, if we look, if they, if they have life, they have Christ. It, and if they have Christ, they, they have life. I said that wrong. If they have Christ, they have life. So he's pointing them to Christ amid all these vain philosophies. And he's saying, if they have Christ, they have life. And so, if they have Christ and have life, then they will die to their flesh. And this is faith being placed in Christ. So, you have uh, chapter 3. It talks about, uh, my, my subheadings say, not carnality, but Christ, the character of the new man, the Christian home. This is all in view um, and uh, 
they're wa- it's walking in the, the, the character of the new man who's rooted and built up in Christ. And so, um, so we see commands like, I, I, you know, like husbands love your wives, or wives submit, husbands love your wives, children obey, slaves, right? It's like, man, who can do this? This, like, I see my, myself in my, my own house, 20, 2017. It's hard for me to love my wife as I should, right? These things are, are things that, that show, man, I cannot do this. And so, what this is, I, I believe what this is showing is, man, my faith in this moment is not in Christ. It, it, it's, it's by faith in Christ, by my, my, my uh, laying hold of Christ, that Christ is my life that's going to enable me to die to myself, to put my flesh to death. And so that we would, he gives commands that war against our flesh. Okay, so with that as the background, backdrop of being vigilant in prayer. So he, he, he's saying be vigilant in prayer because of all these things that are c- creeping into the church. He's saying be vigilant, be watchful, be alert. And this is, this is not, I, I don't see it as individually, but as a church body that they're to be vigilant in, in these things that would creep into their church. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So thank, thanksgiving is is, is um, just I, I, good. I just want to be brief on that. It that it uh, is good because it uh, causes uh, uh, an acknowledgement of of what God has done. And and um, I don't know. I just I, I think it's it's good that it's that Paul um, uh, recognizes that because. If it's right, th- this is all Christ in them. That's you know they're learning how to walk, so it's Christ in them, and so just being thankful. Anyway, um, okay, let let's go to uh, three and four. It says, "Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word." to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains, that I, may make mani- that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So this section, um, we, we see Paul saying that, that God would open to us a door for the Word. So, so Paul is seeking opportunity. He, he, he's asking for prayer that there would be opportunity for him to share uh, Christ with other people. So, the, I, I think this is good for us as a church, just that we would be uh, prayerful for, for uh, you know, ourselves, that, that we would have opportunity to share Christ. Uh, and, and I think of like, you know, going to work. Um, I think locally, because I think too often when, when we think um, uh like uh, when I go, you know, on a mission trip, that then I will share the gospel. But but we we neglect the the local. Um, this is a every day. This is a dying to self. This is 
something that we, we uh, 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 b- because we have life in Christ, we're able to die to ourselves. And, and, and you look at Paul. Paul is just a man, and he's asking for prayer. He's, he's this you know, leader that we oftentimes like, like blow up in our minds as, man, he's this great apostle, but he's, he's a man who, who was weak without Christ in him. He was weak and, and was, I don't believe he was ashamed, but he, he, he needed, he, he was in desperate need for prayer so that he would have the ability, because it was Christ in him, to share Christ with others. So ultimately, I mean, Christ gets the glory because it's Christ uh, in somebody. Um, so Paul asks uh, them to be praying for opportunity and this, this, uh, um, to speak the mystery of Christ uh, and that he would make it manifest. So it, it's for the spreading of the knowledge of Christ. So there, um, uh, in chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, it talks about this mystery. I was like, okay, mystery, like when, when I think mystery, it's like, okay, uh, it's a mystery. And so I wanted to look at, like, what did he mean by mystery? And so 26 says, the mystery which has been hidden from the ages, from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. So Jesus being revealed to, his saint, to the saints. To them, to, so to the saints, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this mystery is, is Jesus to the Gentiles, and the glory of it is Christ in them. And then also in chapter 2, 2 through 3, it, it, it talks about this mystery again. It says that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So this mystery is to the Gentiles. It, it is being given to the Gentiles. And it's, it is Christ. And it is Christ in them. And so it's like, I, I don't know, I, Good, I think it's good to understand what this mystery Paul is referring to. So he's, he's saying, I need opportunity to share Christ. He's in chains, right? I, I, I desire opportunity to share Christ. And Christ is going to the Gentiles. He says that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. That he would make Christ known. That he would reveal Christ as he ought to speak. This is what he ought to do. So he's praying. It's against his flesh. He knows this is what he ought to do. And so he he, he, he has has need of prayer.
So, uh, yeah, I missed something, but um, I don't know if I go back. Um, Okay, I'll, I'll just keep going. So, uh, actually, no, I, I need to car. I, I said I'd, I'd, I'd uh, in, invert back, sorry, verse um, 2 with the. With um, how. Paul was identifying or the, the 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 things in the that were creeping into the church. I just want to ask the question: what what sort of things uh, creep into our church today? Um, and I, th- th- this is where I want to be application. Like th- th- this is where I, I would hope that it would be uh, drawing uh, a line on on what Paul is saying to the Colossians to be to beware of, and then. What Paul would be saying to a, another Gentile church t- to be aware of, so different time periods, but he's still telling, you know, a, 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 us, you know, as a Gentile church, to to be cautious of what comes into into our church, and so just um, I wanted to be pointed in, in, in um, right if we're, our hope is being turned away from. Uh, Christ and, and Christ being everything. I I I have to come back to this because the, I don't want to neglect not going through this. Um, that like uh, I don't think it's just uh, yes, it's talking about uh, false religions. You know, not living for pro, you know the the American dream. Uh, not you know. Uh, just living for yourself and gaining riches, but uh, these things that would creep into the church, so like false gospels. We see many like televangelists um, that that preach a, a false Jesus, uh, whether that um, it, that could be like, uh, you know, cults, you know, that preach a different Jesus. Um, but I, like, I, I want to specifically look at, you know, our, our church today and, and, um, you know, just maybe identifying, like, so, so, uh, for example, like, maybe it's infant baptism, right, right, like, for, for me growing up, I grew up in a Presbyterian church, and was baptized as a baby, and that, for me, gave me a false hope, that gave me, oh, I'm saved because I got baptized as an infant, um, um, Maybe it's uh, placing faith in, oh, this one time at a, a, a middle school camp, I got baptized, and so that's why I'm saved. And that's not why somebody would be saved. Um, right, Paul, uh, or not Paul, uh, I think it's Peter, says, believe and be baptized, right? So it's not baptism saves you, it's you know belief 
in, in Christ that saves you. Uh, maybe it's um, uh, I don't know. It, maybe help help me think here because I, I my brain is failing me. But uh, what maybe what are some things that different plausible ideas that we see influencing our church that people put false hope in that hope that's not in Christ Or, or, or maybe the uh, because because I give, I'm saved. Or maybe because I attend church, I'm saved. Maybe it's uh, uh, well, I come on Sundays, and so that makes me a Christian. So I'm saved. Um, I think these are false hopes, false um, things that believers that 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 can that I've seen. In, in the church, in, or whether it be hearing, um, or maybe it's, um, I remember even just friends talking about, discussing about, uh, like, could Judas be saved? You know, like, these are things that would completely just go against what the Word says, that he was, you know, a son of perdition. I mean, like, things that, like, aren't, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's good to be to beware of these things. So, just like Paul exhorted the the Colossian church to beware, I, I I'd hope that we would also beware and and be prayerful and um, also just thinking of of man the things that they were they they would have been thankful for being uh, that that Christ had come to Colossae that that. Epaphras that heard the word got converted and went and told his people in Colossae about Christ and 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 they they had something to be thankful for they had uh, Christ to be thankful for they had uh, uh, Epaphras to be thankful for for sharing Christ with them they had uh, just the the, the knowledge that uh, Christ was given to the Gentiles to be thankful for. Um, so they had lots of things to be thankful for, and, and, and so we, we too, those same things, maybe not Epaphras, but we, we, we have those same things to be thankful for, that, that Christ has been given to us, Gentile, uh, Gentile believers, um, that we um, uh, have heard the gospel, that, that, that somebody shared it with us. That, um, so these are things that we also can be thankful for. Um, we kind of looked at uh, uh, three and four already, so sorry, forgive my jumbledness, but let's go take a look at uh, five and six. It says, walk in wisdom towards those who are, who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, 
that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So he says, walk in wisdom. So this walk, so this walk, so he's kind of, the, the first two chapters kind of showed this doctrine, this doctrine of put, put faith in Christ, that Christ is preeminent, um, that he is above all, he's superior, so put your faith in him, he's better than all these um, uh, man-made theologies, all these, um, he's better than all these uh, uh, vain, deceitful philosophies, uh, and, and then chap, uh, chapters 3 and 4 is, is kind of this, uh, in light of those doctrines, how are we to walk out in light of that? And, and, and so to walk in wisdom is, is I, what I believe it is, is it's to walk in Christ. And so we can't... Um, do this in and of our own strength. It talks um, about being rooted in Him. And so, so to walk in wisdom, to walk in Christ, we have to have life, we have to have Christ, and we have to die to our flesh. So in order to walk in Christ, we have to die to our flesh. Which, again, this is, this is faith. Faith being placed in Christ. Understanding that we have life in Christ. So he says, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming the time. So the question of who, like, I I just wanted to play dumb, like, who, like, when he says outside, is, is he saying, like, outside the building? Is he saying, Outside of his chains, is he saying, um, uh, uh, outside, like, um, what I've come to, I I believe he's saying outside of the faith. He's he's saying those outside of Christ. Uh, And I I think that because in verse 6 it says that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So each, each one of these people who are outside of Christ Oh, he's referring to people, um, and and so um, just that we would, th- our intention is walking in wisdom toward those who are outside of Christ, and so th- this is where it gets applicational f- for me. It, it is how do I walk in wisdom towards those in in the workplace? Um, Really, a- anywhere that we have uh, uh, people who uh, don't believe in, in Jesus, like, like, ha- yeah. He says, uh, redeeming the time. What, what I appreciate is, is Paul in verses 3 and 4, he didn't per, put a, a burden or a guilt trip on these Colossians. Like, you guys need to be preaching the Gospel more and to be doing this more and what are you doing? You know. What I appreciate about him is he, he all he says is 
redeem the time. He, he, he doesn't say, go do this more. You're, you, you guys are failing. You guys suck. But he's, he's, he's saying, redeem the time. You, use your time wisely. I, I don't think it's wrong to, to watch TV, right? But, but to redeem the time, like that's probably not going to be the highest priority thing, right? It, it, it's like the, 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 what we value, valuing um, you know, the, the time spent uh, making disciples, uh, uh, where, we, where we're placing value on our time, um, it, I believe is how we re- redeem the time. It, 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 it's not necessarily... Um, uh, that any, I, I don't, yeah, I, I think it, it, he's just saying prioritize, like, the, it, it's the kingdom of God, like, um, redeem the time. He says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So speech always being with grace. So let um, just if you look at the sentence, just that imagine like that our speech would be filtered, that our speech would be filtered by grace, um, that our speech would be filtered by grace before any answer of our tongue. says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So that our speech would be gracious. And, and then it says, seasoned with salt. See, it, it says season, so, so like season, when you season something, it gives it flavor. And I don't think he's just saying you should have salty conversations. But I, I believe it's saying be gracious in, in your speech towards those outside and that this would be giving people the flavor, the taste of Christ. And so, just that, so this is, he, he, he remember he, he, he's trying to, he wants them pointed towards maturity in Christ. He wants Christ to be built up in them. He wants them to be rooted and in Christ and that Christ would be in them. And so he's saying if their faith is in, in Christ, if they have Christ, if um, he's preeminent above all these other theologies and other uh deceitful doctrines and deceitful whatever and have having Christ so that their words would be that this is Christ in them that let your words let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one So the, 
this is where like just want to kind of maybe put more emphasis is because this is Paul speaking this to to the Colossian church. I believe he would also be speaking this to us. And and I just want to read it plainly again and and just that that we would receive it as Paul speaking the word of God to us. He says, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Just pray that our our church being sent out into our workplaces you know, oftentimes where that's where the grind is, that's where we spend um, a majority of our time uh, with coworkers. We spend more time with them than we do our our wives. Um, it's also so who we interact and have probably more friction with than any other relationship. Um, it's probably in the in the workplace that. You know that we encounter more um, unbelieving people in than we do any other situation, and so I believe that there is an exhortation here for us in our church that 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 we would be filled with Christ and s- sent out here locally. And that, that this encouragement is that, man, that what we do and what we say would be giving the flavor of Christ, the, the taste of Christ to those who don't have Christ, to those who are outside of Christ. So the, the, this is Colossians. It's, it's like if you look at the, the Acts to Revelation, this is still God's plan. The gospel being spread. The the whole point of of Paul writing to the to the Colossians is that they would mature in Christ, that they would be in Christ, that Christ would be in them, and that the world would know Christ because of them. And so it the 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 chapter closes with uh, verse 7 through 18. It gives a lot of people, and, and, and I had the opportunity to look into who these people were. I'm not going to go through who each person was, um, but I just wanted to, 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 to close with um, that, that Paul closes this letter with a mention of several of his friends, and he gives an honorable testimony of them. These men were were sent to share and encourage the Colossians about what's going on with Paul. So in verses 7 and 9, it says he sent he was sending Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. Uh, he will tell you all the news about me. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, that he may know your circumstances and comfort your hearts. 
with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will make known to you all the things that are happening here. So he's sending them uh, so that they would, the Colossian church would be encouraged and would know all these things that are going on with Paul and, and what he's doing and, and uh, how, how, how Christ is using him to, to, to spread the gospel. And so he's sending them back to encourage them, to comfort them, to um, uh, let them know how he's doing of, of all these things. And I, 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 when I looked at this, I was like, man, this is cool. This is, this, this is good for us to hear that it's good to share um, what God is doing in our lives. And just that, like, that we'd share that with each other uh, because we'd be encouraged by it. Because uh, we acknowledge, when, when we understand that it's Christ in us, we acknowledge to others that it's Christ in us. It's so, it, it's the, 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 the praise, the glory goes to God because it's, man, it's, it's Christ working in me. Look at this. Like the, I don't know. I I I saw that, and I, I think it's good. Um, he also says that these are fellow workers for the kingdom of God. Uh, in each of his descriptions, he he says a fellow servant of the Lord, um, a, a faithful and beloved brother. Um, he says Aristarchus, faithful prisoner. Um, and then verse 11, it says, these are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be a comfort to me. So, uh, the, the, these ones mentioned prior to these ones following um, are the ones who are Jews. And, and, and so he's, he's just saying, these ones of the whole were the Jewish ones these ones are all fellow laborers with me. Um, in Philemon, he, he, he gets into that. He says, because remember Ephesians, Philemon, and Colossians were all written and sent uh, around the same time. And so, um, uh, he's saying um, that these are all workers in the kingdom of God uh, together. And, and then he gets into Epaphras. And this this is the... This is the guy who, who uh, started, uh, who, who first preached Christ in the Colossae. And he says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you, and for all those who are in Laodicea, Laodicea and those in Hierapolis. So, he kind of uses him, it seems like, as an, as an example that here, here's this guy and, and, and he's one of you and um, he's laboring fervently for you in prayers. And, and you know, specifically for their situation, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Um, and, and you see his concern for, for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. So, so you see the heart of Epaphras. It's not just for his own home people. It's for the gospel to be spread among these different regions in the, in the area. 
And I, like, like I, I see this, like, you know, our, our um, um, I guess you'd call it a vision statement. It says, we exist to make disciples in our city and of all nations who are sent out to proclaim and embody the gospel of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. That this isn't just a to the nations, but it's a in our city as well. And you see Epaphras as a prime example of that, of he hearing, hearing the, the becoming converted, right, in Ephesus, hearing the word preached by Paul, being sent back to his home country in, in uh, Colossae, sharing Christ with people, forms the Colossian church. And he, he's also praying for these other regions uh, near them. And, and so you see his heart in um, uh, uh, proclaiming the kingdom of God. Verse 14, it says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and Nymphos and the church that is in his house. So, I mean, more that there's... This is just... It, it, it gives us a little insight that there's, there's churches, there's house churches. Um, it, it seems pretty small to me. It doesn't seem like it's a big, huge like multiple thousands of people kind of thing, but it seems like it's a house church and this household and um, and uh, you know uh, I think it's uh, we'll just keep going. I think it's interesting this next part. Um, he says, now when this epistle is read among you, see that is read also in the church of the Laodiceans and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea and say to Archippus so there's the letters being exchanged around and so um, so it's good to remember that this is a letter so Paul was writing to the Colossians a letter for a reason for a purpose and uh, he wanted that the the understanding to, to be exchanged and um, he says and say to Archippus take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may, that you may fulfill it. And so, just interesting. Archippus was uh, Philemon's son. So, if you look at Philemon, it says uh, uh, Philemon. Uh, Kenny, do you got that one? I think it's Philemon. It's the beginning of Philemon. Yeah, Epaphras. Oh, not that one. It's one with in. Uh, no, it's the very, very beginning of Philemon. Here, here we go. It says Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Aphia, Aphia, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. So, Archippus is being. Uh, exhorted, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. So uh, Archippus being this son of Philemon Aphia, and he's, saying, he's being exhorted to take heed of this ministry which you have in the Lord.
that you may fulfill it. And so, um, you know, all, all these different ways, like Paul, Paul's concern that, that um, uh, uh, you're on a blank here, sorry guys, but um, it's interesting to, to, to see that it's, you know, these are geared towards churches, these are geared towards um, encouraging the churches, this is um, uh, you know, and I, I think it's you know it's a it's a God exalting thing that this is Christ exalting that 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 um, the the churches would be encouraged and and and, and strengthened uh, in the faith and that they'd um, they'd be uh, um, uh, understand that it's uh, Christ in them and that. Um, Anyway, that um, that's kind of what what I had to, to to share and look at tonight, um, and I, I just wa- wanted this to just be, and I'm sorry for the jumbleness of it, um, but I I want to give time that we would would pray, um, not just for uh, our our, our nation of focus, but also for for us as a church body, that we'd be be used, that we would understand what it looks like to be sent out into our uh, community, to to be sent out into the world, which is, you know, um, uh, you know, our workplace it, for for moms. It is your home for, um, you know, children. You know, it it is uh, school and and uh, your interactions with unbelieving uh, people and and so just that we'd be prayerful prayerful uh, that we would have um, uh, that we would be given opportunity to share Christ um, and that we'd be uh, uh, prayerful that we would be uh, that God would use us to, to, to make manifest Christ um, and that um, just that we would be encouraged tonight that that if we have Christ it, like if this all of this if all of Colossians is about Christ that like that this is how important Christ is for us and that 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 we would just be thankful for Christ tonight and that lies. Um, Things that we might might have believed, false things, or things that we've heard, just that it wouldn't sink into our heart. That we would uh, focus on Christ, and that 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 Christ would be our focus, and and Christ would be everything for us. That um, that He would be a a, a supreme. Um, that we would just come to a, a, a deeper understanding of who Jesus is. And that we'd be in, in, encouraged by that that Christ would use use us, and so um, with that we we can gather and pray. Um, thanks for hanging in there with me.